not ashamed of the gospel, because it is God's power for salvation to everyone who believes. One thing, I don't know why. It doesn't even matter how hard you try. Keep that in mind. I designed this rhyme to explain in due time. All I know, time is a valuable thing. Watch it fly by as the pendulum swings. Watch it count down to the end of the day. The clock takes life away. It's so unreal. Didn't look out below. Watch the time go right out the window. Trying to hold on, but you didn't even know. Wasted it all just to watch you go. I kept everything inside, and even though I tried. Welcome to another Just Informed Talk radio show with your hosts, Craig James and Nick No. We have a big show for you today, a lot to cover. We're going to be talking a lot today about some breaking news stories that we want to really touch on. Plus, we want to talk about yesterday's big cellular outage, which wasn't just cell phones. It was multiple systems across the board that all went down simultaneously. We're going to talk about what the cause may have been, whether or not it was something that came from outside our planet, as they've been telling us, or if it's something that came from within We're going to look at that very closely. We're going to ask some questions on that. Plus, it is Tinfoil Friday, so we have some big stuff lined up coming down the pipeline. I guess this kind of falls in line with Tinfoil Friday a bit, but we're going to try to uh, parse through the information there and understand what exactly happened. We're going to put the pieces together for you guys, and then we're going to dive down some rabbit holes. Hopefully, if we get to it, which we do intend on doing, we're going to talk about this story that just came out. We have uh, landed on the moon. What a big deal, right? We've done it again, apparently. According to uh, reports now, Odysseus, it has touched down on the surface of the moon, which is the first time we've been there since 1972. But we're going to talk about the previous lunar missions and uh, what they don't tell you in schools about that some interesting facts we're going to be diving down the rabbit hole on so stay tuned for that tinfoil friday that is coming up very soon uh with that being said though if you guys are watching live here or listening live i should say in 1360 khnc am on the front range here we appreciate it thank you all of our brothers and sisters from colorado into wyoming and over in nebraska We are very appreciative of you tuning in, and if you want to contribute to the show, we welcome you to do that. Please make sure you call or text, uh, preferably text, this phone number. I'm going to give it to you right now, but I want to kind of uh, stall for just a second, filibuster, if you will, because I want to give you guys time to get your phone out or get a piece of paper and a pen out or get whatever you need out to to write down this phone number, to type it into your phone, and make sure you save this phone number in your contacts so you can text us regularly. Or once you, I guess, start a text chain, it'll be there, and you can text in the show regularly. We want you guys to engage, and I know for a lot of people, texting is much more convenient and easier, and it puts a lot less pressure on you uh, for a number of reasons. A lot of people just don't want to get on live air and i understand that that makes perfect sense so the phone number i'm going to give it to you here in just one second but make sure you're ready get a pen get your cell phone out whatever it is the number 877-536-1360 again 877-536-1360 is the number feel free to text let us know what you think about all this stuff today because 
We are really going to be diving down the rabbit hole on some interesting topics that I'm excited to get into. And on top of all of that, we have a bunch of other news stories we're going to try to get through first here really quickly before we even get into anything else. But remember, you're going to want to stay tuned because we're going to talk about the solar flare outage that may or may not have been a cyber attack. We're going to try to see if we can get to the bottom of that as best as we can here, and we're going to get into a lot of other stuff. If you're listening live on the live streams, whether it's at X, Twitter, uh, YouTube, or Rumble, make sure you do me a favor. It's, it's really easy. It doesn't cost you anything. It helps the channel out big time. It helps the show out big time. It helps us grow. Hit that like button first off if you like the content and want to see us make more also make sure you subscribe if you're not subscribed it really is a disservice to you and us so please if you could we would really appreciate just click that subscribe button very politely and nicely and gently click it that would help us out and it doesn't really cost you anything it just you know uh, maybe a a couple seconds of your time move the the mouse down and click it or on your phone just click it we appreciate that but my voice is going already because it is friday so we'll bring nick on uh nick big show today right yes we've got plenty of things to talk about and the fun part is with the moon if you're the generation that watched neil armstrong take his first steps on the moon we might just shatter everything you ever believed from that time forward well, we don't want to shatter it. We want to uh, gently uh, introduce new ideas and information that may uh, provide an alternate explanation to the story that is the official narrative. I- I'll put it that way because we don't want to break things. We want to uh, gently push you in a direction that allows you to go do the research and maybe ask some questions you wouldn't have otherwise asked for yourself. But I understand what you're saying, Nick, and that's exactly what we intend to do here, especially Tinfoil Friday. We do break through the narratives that they uh, uh, tell us are the official ones because we want to get to the truth of it all. Now, with that being said, I guess the the place to start would be with some uh, news. We'll do a few quick news hits, and then we'll get into some of the other stories uh, we have here. A couple stories. First off, the one I want to talk about quickly here in the beginning before we hit this break is Catherine Herridge. So she is the reporter over at CBS News. She has been uh, let go abruptly overnight, it seems. And the story is getting very strange, Nick. She's been let go by the network, and the network has taken the uh, steps that are that are very strange. Uh, she was working for CBS News. She was somebody who has been following a lot of the stories that we have been following the same. One of the only reporters who's been doing uh, fairly objective work on covering things like the Hunter Biden laptop story and other uh, big stories related to the Bidens. But CBS News reportedly seized her files overnight, and they basically took all of her confidential source information and then fired her. Uh, We all know that CBS is a subsidiary of BlackRock and that they are always going to be trying to control the narrative. And the real question is, what kind of information or story was she putting together that preempted or prompted the folks over at CBS slash BlackRock to get rid of her that quickly? We don't know yet because a lot of story, a lot of the story is still developing, but 
Nick, what are your general thoughts on um, CBS BlackRock firing Catherine, Her- Catherine Herridge and then also seizing her uh, m- materials, including her confidential source material? Well, you know, that's uh, that's awful that they would do something like that, especially considering she's on to such newsworthy and timely stories that she's been working on. And, uh, you know, she's an intelligence correspondent, too, where she gets probably uh, a little bit more information than everybody else that she gets to protect. But, uh, you know, I highly doubt she only had one copy on that computer. If the backups exist, I'm sure we'll hear about it. But, you know, the other thing that's really difficult in this situation is I'm sure a part of her contract had some sort of uh, stipulations regarding um, non-compete clauses uh, non-disclosure uh, amendments so there could be uh, a, 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 this could be an attempt to silence her right nick absolutely and i'm not sure whether it would be breach of contract if they just basically kept paying her and then took all of her stuff yeah but they could argue that the information that she held was on company laptop or a company computer or it was sourced through the the organization therefore it's a part of the non-compete clause for her to to not release it or use it uh i think that that might be the case here what do you think oh dang yeah because then it'd be technically if it was yeah because it'd be technically be their property if they did they wrote it right i'm sure they did because they have good lawyers i'm sure right cbs blackrock doesn't mess around and i mean i Excuse me. It's Friday. My voice is going. We all know. But, you know, I wanted to touch on that story first because we don't know yet what stories that she was about to break. But I can guarantee you, whatever it is, it had them scared. And scared enough to fire her is uh, a big deal. And even more scared enough to try to silence her. That's going to be the big one. Anyway, stay tuned. We have much more to come. You're listening to Just Form Talk Radio. We'll be back after the break. Returning Saturday, March 2nd to KHNC, 1360 AM, and every Saturday, March through October, it's the Gardening with Joey and Holly radio show, Saturday mornings, 11 to noon. It's the Gardening with Joey and Holly radio show, topic-focused, guests from across the country, and answering your garden questions. Submit your questions now to gardentalkradio at gmail.com or call 24-7 to 1-800-927-SHOW. That's every Saturday morning, 11 to noon, March through October. The globalists say resistance is futile. Will you choose to accept your slavery or declare your liberty? Find out how on Pac-Man and the Rev, Saturdays from 1 to 2. Sometimes the truth hurts.
Welcome back to Just Form Talk Radio with your host, Craig James and Nick No. And, and before the break, we were talking about Catherine Herridge. We're getting a f- through a few uh, news stories here real quick on this Tinfoil Friday. Before we dive into some bigger stories, so we hit on that story. It's it's fascinating story. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, it's, it's uh, Friday, so the voice is gone. But CBS officials took an unusual step in her firing and seized her files, computers, and records, including information on privileged sources so is this another uh, scenario where we're trying to shut down information there was a big story perhaps that was about to break that they didn't want her to get behind or in uh we'll see we'll see we'll, we'll take some uh you know time to let that story build but i'm sure at some point here in the near future we will get more details on that and be able to make a more clear assessment of that uh, however, there are a couple other stories I want to get to real quick. Uh, radical anti-Trump judge has denied Trump's request to delay enforcement of penalties in the New York City fraud case as Letitia James has threatened, threatened to seize Trump Tower, among other things. The judge on Goron in, on Thursday yesterday denied Trump's request to delay enforcement of the $355 million in penalties as New York Attorney uh, General Letitia James has threatened to seize Trump Tower and other other uh, pros- properties. Um, this is no surprise. However, it seems as though they're trying to fast track this enforcement of this ruling because they know it's going to be overturned in appeal. And that is the only strategy and tactic they have. Uh, what will end up happening is that if they do succeed in being able to, to take the money or the properties in lieu of the money, then uh, even if it's overturned in appeal court, I'm sure there will be a whole new process with the state of New York trying to uh, regain those assets. And uh, this is just a complete and and total flagrant abuse of authority. You know, Nick, what I worry about with this kind of story is not that they're persecuting Trump necessarily. Yes, that is uh, a big deal, and that is a part of why it's so flagrantly an abuse of power. But I would, I would argue that <clears throat> more dangerous than anything else is when you have radical judicial activist judges like Ngoron who have clear political motivations, who are working clearly to undermine uh, the, the political process by interfering in the 2024 election by persecuting Donald Trump. It sets this this chilling effect across the board that they can just get away with with launching these uh, political interference trials anytime they want. And then on top of that, what that ends up doing is making a a situation where you have the complete and total loss of trust in the judicial system. And that's what they want, right? I don't think it's it's about going after Trump as much as it is uh, invalidating the authority of the courts which is what they've been trying to do since the Roe v. Wade ruling and before with the Supreme Court. Now they're trying to do it on a state level. I think they want to invalidate. Now, I know this is a federal court inside of New York City, but uh, I think that it is. uh, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, it, it is. And this is something, though, that I think we have to be very careful with. Right, right, Nick? Yes, absolutely. So they're, they're going to try you know, to invalidate the, the legitimacy of the courts. I mean, that's – I guess that's my question to you is do you think that's their strategy right now? Sure. It's a chilling effect. You know, they keep tightening and tightening their grip. You know, they, it's clear that there is a two-tier justice system that 
you know these criminals operate outside the law and there's no accountability and they just want to show everyone what happens whenever you try to do the right thing when you try and do what's right by america protect the constitution and the bill of rights this is what we're going to do to you yeah i mean it is it's sending a message and that's what's more important even then the persecution of trump and the interfering in the election it's basically telling you that if you associate with individuals who are going to stand for the constitutional republic to defend it and to protect it at all costs then you're going to be subject to this kind of legal harassment and persecution which has become commonplace now whereas you know maybe even a decade ago or less it would have been on un unimaginable and that's that's to me the most destructive element here it's not just the the persecution of donald trump which is horrendous and horrific but what they're doing with the courts to try to make it so that you know we as americans will live in fear of being falsely persecuted uh for crimes that we never committed or crimes that were never crimes in the first place i mean nick in what world does a bank loan that was signed off on by both parties that was paid back in full with interest with no victims to be heard of or known of or how does that become the state of new york saying that there was fraud this is uh and and here's the other question i have right nick if both parties agreed to this deal right why is donald trump the only one who's being uh prosecuted why aren't they prosecuting the bank for committing fraud as well because if the bank says that they signed off on this and that they want to keep doing business with trump then they would be aiding and abetting the fraud that trump was committing therefore shouldn't they be on trial too nick absolutely they're accessories to fraud if, if by the the new legal standard that and precedent that's been set then this is the thing that drives me crazy is that it's obviously selective enforcement it's obviously selective prosecution it's obviously election interference but again this is a part of the demoralization phase of communism where they they flagrantly uh, abuse power and they do it openly so that you know and the message is sent clearly to you as an individual that they are um you know without culpability without the you know what i mean is do you think that's about a, a good assessment nick yeah, absolutely. And don't forget that um, the the woman down in Georgia that was trying to bring suit against Trump, she actually went to the Bar Association and that guy, uh, her her uh, lover was in meetings with them. You know, they were working on a plan to do it. So the Bar Association is included on this. Yeah, the the Bar Association uh offering their services in building the case against Trump is wild. Uh but we have more. We have more. Don't worry, folks. We got more. <clears throat> I wanted to get to that and then this final story here before we get into the big stories of the day. Lefty journalists indicted on conspiracy charges for hacking Fox News and leaking Tucker Carlson videos. So a progressive journalist named Tim Burke was indicted and arrested on 14 federal crimes, including conspiracy charges, for hacking Fox News and leaking the Tucker Carlson videos. If you'll recall, these videos are of Tucker Carlson in pre-show uh, uh, status, making off, you know, the cuff remarks about certain things, cursing a few times, not nothing that was remotely um, an indictment on his character or anything like that. These were basically just flippant, off-the-cuff remarks that I guess were made to. I mean, at the end of the day, I thought it made 
Tucker look more human and better and, and more just like an average person, but because he wasn't, he was speaking as he always does, just with a less of a filter. However, uh, it's good to see that these people are at least being held on these charges. I'm sure this has more to do with News Corporation sending a message to their um, Fox News employees that they cannot leak uh, internal videos because, you know, the the video of Tucker, Nick, was not that bad. And it actually was kind of, uh, I would say, almost endearing. And it was almost kind of just funny to see him off the cuff make remarks when he thought he wasn't on air because he wasn't saying anything bad right but i bet you my bottom dollar that fox news and news corp are terrified of other employees leaking videos of other correspondents at fox news who may not be so endearing like what we saw previously with that uh, bill o'reilly leak um you know where he was just you know like a psychopath screaming at his employees saying f it we'll do it live um i'm sure there's an element there right nick yeah, and you know, just as you said with Tucker, you know, honestly, I think he does such a good job at his job that sometimes, you know, I, I'm not sure there's a better example of a good news anchor or a muckraker journalist, and he does that good of a job. And for them to to put something up like that, that where he didn't really do anything wrong, I kind of appreciate that it made him look human because the guy looks like he's supernatural the way he's doing stuff, you know. Um, I think we've seen a lot more of that too since his departure from Fox News, where you know, his reporting and, and doing all of the, like, you know, you never saw before Tucker on podcasts or doing interviews outside of his show. And now we've seen a different side to Tucker, which I think is great with his Tucker network, Tucker news network. Uh, it's been uh, really refreshing to see that. So I will, uh, I will leave that there. Cause that's, that's basically all the, the news stories I wanted to hit this morning. I'll keep checking the news. If there's anything breaking, we will make sure to jump over to that. But the big story, Nick, as everybody is uh, surely waiting for, is what happened uh, yesterday, right? You were one of the people who experienced this firsthand. We had a uh, very big, let's see, we had thousands of AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile customers hit by cellular outage across America. This was sparking fears of a possible cyber attack. And some people were even unable to make emergency phone calls to 911. And that that's uh, related to FirstNet, which is the, uh, the, the wireless carrier that supplies the service for um, the emergency services. So a lot of customers revealed that their phones were stuck in SOS mode, me- SOS mode meaning that users can only make calls to emergency services. But even with that, some 911 centers were also unavailable to receive calls. Now, there's been a bit of a, a conflicting um, set of reports on this, right? The, the first initial report, Nick, I- I'll play here real quick for the audience to see because this was the first stuff that was being put out on on uh, you know local news stations. Let me play this clip and then we'll talk about it. Good morning, Oklahoma. Maybe you're looking at your phone and it's saying SOS. What's going on? My husband had that this morning and he's freaking out. And I was like, did you, did you do your phone updates? No, this is all happening at 3 a.m. So we did that. Coming to work. He's not the only one. Guys, if you're experiencing that, it may be a result of space weather. 
okay? I'm gonna do my best to explain what's going on. Let's go ahead and take a look. So there was a strong solar flare event that happened just after midnight, and they actually captured an image of it right here, okay? I had to look up this scale. I wish I knew everything about space weather. That's a whole different specialty. But R3, that's for radio communications. It's on a scale of one to five, and three is pretty bad. That means it impacts radio communications for a few hours after this happens. And so right now that could be impacting some of our technology. And sadly, we're entering a solar maximum where we're going to see more and more solar storms, solar flares. And it's never happened in this time of human history where we're relying on technology like we have never before. So interesting time. Hopefully they'll fix it. But the good news is at least when you're on Wi-Fi, you should be able to still text and call people, right? Well, Nick, I mean, that was just the short version of it. That was them reporting on local news about it. The, the official story at first came, came out as it was a solar flare, and that's when the conspiracy started to fly. People uh, obviously wanting to uh, you know, attribute this to other things. We're in the middle of a global war right now. I would say we're in the, the preamble to World War III. I think we're in World War III, a cold World War III right now. Uh, but obviously, it's kinetic. There are battles being fought across the uh, across the globe, and uh, it's not just relegated to uh, some kind of arms race. It is kinetic in nature, and cyber is going to play a huge part in that, the fifth-generational warfare aspect. So, Nick, I know you're one of the people who has been, uh, you know, talking about the, the possibility of a cyber attack. Why don't you explain for the audience out there uh, why you believe that this was a cyber attack? The okay, thanks, Greg. So whenever the solar flare hit the Earth, it was actually dark in the USA at that time, and so therefore it wasn't a direct hit from a solar flare. And so that narrative doesn't work. Although there was one, is a one that would uh, disrupt some things, but not even enough to do that. Uh, and it wouldn't be selective too. It was specific people in certain areas that were all spread out, like it was. And then on top of that, you have uh, AT&T. Uh, you know, they have a story out there that says that it was a software update. Okay, if it was a software update and there weren't that many complaints, that's not true. Look, my family, one of my my father in particular, he's in software, and they do software development, right? You you write the code, you do, you know, you uh, test it and then figure out what you need to fix, send it back, and then it comes through over and over again, right? And when you do a cutover and you do a software update, you do a test, and you're not without knowing if it does go down and it's not working right and, you know, everybody's about to come into work, then uh, at that time, people will be notified. And, you know, they, they would be notified probably before then, and people would be panicking trying to get it up the whole time until the next day and it wouldn't be a surprise we're like oh it's not working it wouldn't be like that well we'll have to wait and see because i have some theories of my own and my theories i guess would be uh, a little bit counter to what you're you were you're talking about here but but i like to look at all sides and and i don't claim to know more than anyone else but we do have some other information I want to get into on that. And we're going to let Nick keep finishing that thought when we come back. You're going to want to stay tuned. You're listening to Just Form Talk Radio. We'll be back. 
Hi, folks. I'm James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC. I know it must seem like there's a million realtors out there making all kinds of promises. Want to hear my big marketing promise? I promise honest and fair dealings with all those I do business with. That may sound old-fashioned, and it is not very catchy, but it is true. I am your Colorado real estate specialist, farmland, mountain cabins, or urban dwellings. When you work with my team, we'll get the right property for you and be upfront and honest with you every step of the way. Over the years, my clients have told me just that fact alone separates us from others in the industry. If you are considering buying or selling real estate, call me, James Morgan, at 720-203-0731 or visit my website at coloradoproperties.online. No catchy slogan, just a client-first, honest real estate experience. Hit it, girls. Keep listening to the American Freedom Network. Hi folks, Joe Jaquin here from the Half Empty Cup of Joe Show. Are you worried about investing in the stock market, especially with Joe Biden in office? Do you really trust this economy? What if you can invest in a secure, collateralized portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed? A portfolio where you know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. Your interest is compounded daily. You're paid monthly and there are no fees. You can turn your income on or off compound it whatever you choose and get this there's absolutely no loss of principal if you ever need your money back go to investyrefi.com that's invest the letter y r e f y.com or call 888yrefi24 you can earn a fixed rate of return that's up to 10.25% just call 888yrefi24 or go to investyrefi.com and tell them Joe sent you Just Form Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James with Nick No. And, you know, we're talking about what's happening here. Uh, this major outage yesterday, what the possible causes could be. Nick, I want you to finish your thought on cyber attack because I have uh, some evidence that would point to it maybe being a solar fire. I'm, I'm going to explain why I have the, the suspicion that it might be actually what they told us it was for once in there. And once in their entire lives, they may have been telling the truth, but I don't know that I'm 100% accurate on that. And I want to hear your explanation further, too, because I'm still open and, and not sure on which direction this, this could have went. Why don't you go ahead and finish your thoughts? Well, it's definitely important to hear um, the other story and trying to sift through it. But so there were news organizations that started you know, saying that it was a solar flare, then they backed off on that one back. And this is going on all day and then all the way until even to 5.09 p.m. Eastern time, Homeland Security will investigate, this is from USA Today, Homeland Security will investigate cause of AT&T outage, White House says. So the White House commented on it, okay, saying they're gonna investigate it. And then of course, it's using the FBI, Homeland Security. Okay, so let's assume that it was a software glitch. And like I was saying, 
all the people that are involved in the, the cutover, whenever they do the update, would have been in panic mode trying to put out the fires, but they certainly would have notified all the people that it would affect or um, the uh, appropriate people. So in, in public relations, you want to get out ahead of stories and then put information out there. So, um, you know, if there's an oil spill with BP or whatever, you want to be out there explaining what happened before anybody else does. But for some reason, AT&T, who has a uh, ridiculous amount of assets, money, and resources, were unable to contact anybody, even the White House, even Homeland Security, even the FBI, to let them know it was a software glitch. That doesn't make sense to me, um, but... You know, some, if they want to say software glitch and still somewhat be telling the truth, it could have been a malware infection in the in the software, and then they had to fix the software, and that's what they're really meaning by that. Uh, the malware could have caused the issue. Okay, I think I think that's a very plausible explanation. I think that would be uh, something I would definitely keep in mind if we're talking about what possibly did in fact happen yesterday. Uh, so I have other sources that I want to reference here. Now, I do follow space weather, which is something that most people don't do. Most people don't care. And when people try to explain things like solar cycles, solar minimum, solar maximum, most people's eyes just kind of glaze over and they lose interest very quickly. But just like with the truth about climate change being that our climate is not affected uh, entire, or not infect, not affected even close to what they tell us by our own actions, but moreover, our climate is controlled and affected directly by the, the cycles of the sun and the the uh, amount of solar radiation that we are exposed to from uh, its you know the, the fission reactions that take place there. The idea that um, you know this was a flare is something that somebody who I've been following for a long time seems to think is highly plausible. And this person, I'll, I'll give you a preface to who, who they are and what they are. His name is Ben Davidson from Suspicious Observers. He is a very uh, skeptical individual. This is not somebody who believes the mainstream narrative on a lot of things. And I follow his work closely because he does great in-depth and in-detail scientific analysis research on what you know the solar system is essentially doing to planets, interplanetary uh, you know interaction, interaction and especially what the sun has what effect the sun has on the earth and uh, i want to play his response yesterday to this because a couple things uh yesterday there wasn't one solar or x flare x class solar flare excuse me there were actually two and nick you may be thinking of the one as being the one that happened at night but there was another solar flare of a x class that hit right at the time that this outage took place. And I want to play his explanation because it sounds like NOAA came out, the uh, was it National Oceanic and Atmospheric Association or Administration or Agency, they came out and said it's highly unlikely that those power outages or the, the cell phone outages and everything else was tied to a solar flare, which if you have NOAA coming out and saying that, Nick, that's when I start to think, hmm, if Noah's trying to say it wasn't, let's hear what somebody who covers this every day uh, says about what it could have been if it was involved with this. Now, I'm going to play this clip, and, uh, and then we'll talk about it. Hey, folks. 
As you saw in the morning show, we had twin X-class solar flares erupt from the northern sunspots. They caused a significant ionospheric ionization and excited the Earth's magnetic field. The ionospheric excitement also amplified the global electric circuit throughout the atmosphere. And the big question a lot of you are asking is whether these solar flares were responsible for the major network outages today, which began right after the second flare event. Now, the NOAA Space Weather Prediction Center, the official government arm in charge of solar activity monitoring, has said that the solar flares are unlikely to be the cause of the widespread cellular network outages. I am not sure on what they base this statement of it being unlikely. And of course, as information developed, turns out it was much more than just cellular networks. Banks, Internet, Google, Cable, Starlink, Social Media, Microsoft, DoorDash, Amazon, Gmail, and many more began having serious issues at the same time. These networks are not connected to one another in such a way that we can easily blame anything else, including hacking. This broader scope makes Noah's claim of unlikely more and more unlikely to be accurate. Last night's video was about how the solar impact on the atmosphere is becoming amplified as Earth's magnetic field weakens. We have previously gone over how this also applies to the physiological impacts, especially on the cardiac system, and on the psychological, emotional elements. And while it's been a while since we covered the technological aspect, it of course applies here too. Not only does the widespread outage of networks scream space weather impact, but technology is becoming more and more vulnerable every day that the magnetic field weakens and the magnetic poles shift. If it was hacking, it was a hacking effort on a scale never before seen on Earth, and they timed it to be right when the solar blasts occurred. There can be no certainty either way at this moment, but I do have to say the best and most reasonable explanation at this time is that the ionospheric and global electric circuit impact from the back-to-back X-class solar flares triggered these disruptions of the communication and infrastructure networks. I'll see you in the morning for The Daily Show. All right, Nick. So what do you think? What do you say to that? Because when I heard that explanation, it sounds very tempered and reasonable. That's pretty reasonable. And I I didn't know there was a second flare. If that's the case, then, yeah, it could be that. And, um, and, you know, it, it would make sense that if it were true and then the Earth's field is weakening and this is going to become more and more frequent or devastating in some cases, I'm sure eventually it'll get to the point if it keeps getting weaker they don't want us to know about it. That's um, see, so that's we're we're about to hit a break. That's what I want to narrow in on as we get into the next segment or two. I want to narrow in and focus on magnetic pole shift. I know we've talked about it here before, but I have a couple videos I want to share from Ben Davidson in his catastrophism series, where he gives uh, pretty clear explanations of how the magnetic pole shift will work. Now. Again, for all of my friends out there, uh, Christian brothers and sisters, some people have a strict adherence to a belief that the world is only a certain uh, amount of years old. And I understand that, and I understand that, but I I really want people to understand that my philosophy and and opinion is simply that for for God, one year, for us, one year is like a thousand years in God's eyes. So... Anything is truly possible, especially with how they've kind of reworked our calendars and our uh, the concept of time over the last several hundred years. And I'll just leave it at that because I don't. I, I know some people will say strictly adhere to the Earth is X amount of years old and none of this is possible. But 
I leave open the, the possibility that God's sovereign and that his perception of time is different from ours. Stay tuned. We'll be back after the break. Hi, this is Ron Tafoya, owner and operator of New Method Cleaners, Northern Colorado's oldest dry cleaners. Men's clothing to women's fashions, we clean it all. Give us a call with all your cleaning questions. If we don't clean it, we might have a solution. We have two locations to serve you in Severance and Fort Collins. Please call us at 970-775-0623. 970-775-0623. This is Mark Call, host of the Come Out of Her My People show here on the Roar of the Rockies. Tune in to discover why, whether it's the law of the land or scripture, what you've probably heard it says is not what is written. It's time to come out of all of that. Just Form Talk Radio with your hosts, Craig James and Nick No And Nick, you know, before the break, we were talking about catastrophism, the idea that there are cycles in the Earth's uh, lifespan. And, you know, some people choose to believe that this is impossible because of uh, the, the amount of time that the Earth has been around. But, again, I always look to Scripture, and I understand that we are told in Scripture that one year it could be a thousand years. Uh, one year to us is like a thou- can be a thousand years, to, or one year to God is like a thousand years to us, and that we don't truly have uh, an ability to know for for certain, at least, how old the Earth may be and, and what God does in His sovereignty and what He did to create it. I mean, we know what Genesis teaches us, and I believe that with every fiber of my being. So I don't want to get into a debate on that because I know some people will hear this and automatically tune it out because it talks about time cycles in, in the Earth's lifespan that go beyond what people want to accept, and that's fine. If you don't want to hear it, I understand. Uh, however, I at least like to keep my mind open enough to hear what uh, arguments are being made, and, and this is one from a, an individual who I think does earnest work in trying to scientifically uh, expose this stuff, which Without getting too deep into that rabbit hole, Nick, because I know that's a very controversial uh, topic, I want to just play uh, a short clip here about the turning of Earth's poles and what that will look like and how this all actually relates back to Project Nanook. Uh, there is an interesting uh, set of uh, facts. The, the beginning of the video, which I kind of fast-forwarded through, and I'm going to pick up about halfway through, talks about um, how everybody has this perception of the woolly mammoth being an animal that was trudging through these glaciers and arctic regions of snow uh, because that's primarily where they're found and there are the the woolly mammoths that are found completely frozen with an instant freeze but 
what he explains in the video, which makes sense, is that a woolly mammoth couldn't have survived in a climate like that because it would have needed to ingest, you know, a ton of organic material in order to stay alive because that's the amount of uh, uh, food it would have just needed to survive. And it wouldn't be able to do that in an Arctic region without some sort of tropical uh, setting or some sort of forest for, to forage from. Now, then it goes into the concept of ancient ice and what that looks like and, and how, you know, people date ice. And he talks about scientific studies that, that kind of contradict the dating of ice with different uh, methods for examining that. So right now I'm going to pick up about halfway through the video where he talks about some interesting things w related to the turning of Earth's poles and what that looks like. They're not melting at the equator. They will persist glacial or interglacial cycle. So now let's get to that best piece of evidence. Major Maynard E. White, who went to the Arctic in Project Nanook, kept the classified data and classified documents from the Pentagon meetings, and he gave them to his son, Ken White, to publish years later in this book. They not only found evidence of a magnetic pole shift every 10 to 12,000 years, but that the Earth turns over 90 degrees. They dug down and found alternating polar and tropical fossil layers, one after another, each about 12,000 years thick in time. Not only that, but the Pentagon documents he kept included their scientists and those from the RAND Corporation, which is the government's secret science lapdog even till today, showed the mechanism of how the Earth tilted over 90 degrees from that magnetic pole shift. It looks like this, a 90 degree tilt, then a tilt back about 12,000 years later when the cycle happens again. It is already under... Let me just uh, explain for people who can't see in the video. It's showing the Earth rotating on an uh, uh, as the, it, it, basically what it does, Nick, is it shifts the equator from running as we know it today through the the center of the the Earth, right? Except imagine the Earth is a globe, and then it's shifted ninety degrees on its side, and the new equator runs what we would consider today as north to south instead of uh, east to west, if that makes sense. So I'll, I'll let him keep going. Underway now, 12,000 years since the last one. Now there is another layer to this piece of evidence, but first let's review. Almost every ancient culture and religion describes these events. My favorites are from ancient India, the Book of Enoch, the Bible, and Zoroastrian texts. They are supported by the geologic evidence of great floods triggered when the oceans wash over the continents as the earth turns over. The mammoths could not have survived in the polar region today, and definitely not in a glacial cycle. The old ice argument fails twice by isotope problems and by the fact that glaciers remain in the tropics today. And then the classified data and scientific reports from Project Nanook, the Pentagon, and RAND all point to the same thing. The Earth turns over 90 degrees. Now, the easiest way this happens is during the Great Solar Flash, which is also evidenced as part of being in this disaster cycle. Modern solar storms are proven to induce electric current all the way down into the mantle. And when the big one happens, the solar flash, the crust will be unlocked from the mantle due to the geochemical changes below. Rand, the Pentagon, Chan Thomas, Einstein, and many others did the math and checked the evidence. And they all say that the Earth would tilt such that Greenland would shift southward to the equator, and the side of Antarctica just south of Australia would shift north to the equator. Now, this would put the new geographic poles near India and near South America. Remember that. Now, 
I said this is underway again at this time, 12,000 years since the last one. The magnetic poles have already begun to shift, well ahead of the Earth turning over, and they are actually on a collision course with each other near India. If we presume one would stay at that location, and the other magnetic pole would pop out the other side of the Earth, then the 90-degree tilt that we have described in this video would put those new magnetic poles right back to the geographic poles from the model that was classified, which also happened to be very close to the Bermuda Triangle and Dragon's Triangle magnetic anomalies, respectively. So how many coincidences are we supposed to ignore? The ancient stories, the religious stories, the sediment evidence of the great floods, the mammoths, the debunking of the old ice argument, the classified documents, and the current magnetic pole motion. Yeah, coincidences exist. Not this many. The world is going to tilt over 90 degrees and the oceans will once again invade the land. Get ready. The math suggests this will happen in the late 2030s or 2040s. I'll see you in the morning for The Daily Show. Nick, we're about to hit a break. What do you think? Yeah, it makes me uneasy because I believe that's all correct, 100% that he is right. I've read the book by Chan Thomas that was classified by the CIA for a long time that I think included the model that we were talking about. And, uh, you know, it kind of makes me uneasy because, you know, that guy that allegedly went to the future said that that happened in 2025 or whenever the uh, disaster struck. I don't know about all that, but I do know this. Uh, I don't know about the guy from the future, but I do know that if this is a part of what is in store and they and the people who know are aware of it, then they would love nothing more than us to focus on anything but that because it's one thing to face a threat that you can overcome that's of this world. It's another thing to face a threat that is insurmountable that comes from outside of our own ability to control. And that's where it gets a little dangerous. We're going to talk about uh, that a little bit more when we come back. Stay tuned. You're listening to Just Inform Talk Radio. As 1360 continues to grow, we want to know what our listeners think. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Give us your feedback. Go to 1360KHNC.com and hit the contact button and give us your thoughts. You are listening to KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. The Rockies. This is Rod with PCs and Parts in Loveland, Colorado. We are your go-to place for computer parts and repair. We have been in business for over 19 years and love fixing computers. Come by and see us at 265 East 29th Street, number H, or visit us at PCsandparts.com. Or you can call us at 970-203-0696. That's PCsandparts.com. Or call us at 970-203-0696. Something happening here But what it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down
Welcome back to Just Form Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James, with Nick No. Nick, you know, we were talking about some big stories here. Um, you know, I think this may be the biggest story that they really don't want us to see. I have more from the Catastrophism series that I can share, talking about where the safe zones will be if this were to take place, and some things that you should look out for, animal anom- uh, animal anomalies and the primary risks associated with it. If you're interested, Nick, we can listen to that further. Uh, th- there's a lot more information there. Yes, please. All right, let's let's play this other video from the Catastrophism series because I know we had somebody you know call in and, and demand more scientific evidence of what we were saying about magnetic pole shifts. And uh, here's just a little uh, sample of the kind of information that we have here. Listen to this. In racing history. Thousands of birds vanished, and while the articles quite astutely speculated about geomagnetic storms due to solar activity, there were none. But the better explanation is another kind of geomagnetic storm being to blame. Earth's magnetic field is entering excursion, a short-term reversal of the fields, and the animals have been acting strangely, or perhaps appropriately. Animals and plants use the field for a number of things, migration, reactions, get signals to perform cellular functions, and more. It was on the heels of the confirmation that whales are very susceptible to the geomagnetic field changes, and on the heels of the Pacific field shift acceleration in 2017, that the unusual mortality and stranding event began in the Pacific, one that took place across both hot seas and cold La Nina waters, and which can only be blamed on a change in the magnetic field. We have seen a number of unusual animal migration events, especially with the birds. And perhaps the strangest of all is the elephants in China. But is it really that strange, or are they sort of prepping? Their 500-mile trek is taking them directly away from where the north and south magnetic poles are set to meet in the northeast Indian Ocean. They are moving towards high ground and away from the coast. This is not unlike the relocation of many of you in these times, whether from the chaos of the cities or specifically with the magnetic excursion of Earth in mind. If animals are storing extra food, building nests and burrows slightly differently, or prepping in their own ways, how would we even notice? But what are you doing, those of you taking action? Are you relocating? Are you trying to build a like-minded community? Are you gathering supplies? For those who know the severity of what's coming, it helps to know what you can and cannot plan for. Some things are pretty obvious, like if you see the greatest of all electromagnetic blasts from the sun, do not then go and get on an airplane. If an impactor lands on your head, there isn't much you're going to be able to do. Same thing happens if mantle heaving or other processes send your land into the sea like Atlantis. Or... If you happen to be in the unlucky fifth or so of the sun-facing side of the planet, when that great solar flash occurs, it's not even worth thinking about those things. But what you should be planning for is a repeat of the alternation of polar and tropical fossils in the Arctic, the invasion of the land by the oceans, and the loss of most of the comforts and securities that allow our lives to play out as they do. First and foremost, you need to be prepared for the solar kill shot. This encompasses and exceeds storm readiness and earthquake readiness, and basically involves what is destined to happen someday, but is far more likely now while Earth's magnetic field is tanking in strength during the ongoing excursion. No stores, no ATMs, no gas station, no refrigeration, AC, heat, 
water from the tap, no phone, just you and everyone else, hungry and thirsty, quickly learning to look for the loud generators of prepared people. Don't let that be you. The all right, when we come back, I'm going to play more of that, Nick. Uh, it's valuable information, and it also, in that video, gets into where the safe zones will be, specifically here in the United States, for when there are these major sloshback slosh tsunamis and where where you're going to want to be. And I'll give you a hint. You're probably going to want to be where I'm at right now, which is in the front range of the Colorado Rockies. I'm not going to lie. We should be okay here. But that doesn't mean it's a guarantee and we're going to talk about that and much more when we come back you're going to want to stay tuned you're listening to just form talk radio this is rick rodriguez christ said he would build his church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it join me on sundays from nine to noon for the olive tree and lampstand ministry radio church program on 1360 a.m khnc Off-Road Automotive offers a wide range of used automobiles for all of your off-road and on-road needs. From classic Jeep CJ7s to high-end sporty Corvettes and everyday commuters, they have a vehicle for you. Bad credit or no credit, no problem. Their professional finance team has you covered. Give them a visit at 1392 Denver Avenue in Fort Lupton or give them a call at 303-502-3230. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, 1360 AM, KHNC, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Cavuto, and this is the Fox Business Report. Warner Brothers Discovery made a profit on its streaming service last year. It's the first Hollywood conglomerate to make money from streaming, though Netflix is profitable. It ended the year with more than 97 million streaming subscribers, more than forecast in its studios unit. Business declined significantly, primarily because of the impact of the actors and writers' strikes. NVIDIA shares are up another 1% today after its upbeat earnings and four Forecast pushed the stock up 16% on Thursday. Walmart says it is greener sooner than expected. As of this week, its suppliers removed a billion metric tons of greenhouse gas emissions six years ahead of the target date. They used energy efficiency, package redesign, and optimizing truckload space. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Jenny Kosola. Invested in you. Life insurance. Why are you putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think you don't need it? There's lots of excuses for putting off life insurance. But if you weren't there, who would pay the mortgage and other bills? With Ethos, you could be covered in 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at getethos.com. That's getethos.com. Hello, friend. I'm Jeremy Sladen, the head coach and founder of the Warrior Mind, Body, and Soul Experience, or Warrior MBS for short. There's a good chance that you're looking to level up with some needed improvements in your physical, mental, or spiritual life, or maybe you need a complete reset in all three. Either way, there has never been a better time for you to make this move, and here's why. Because the world needs you badly right now. Our culture is in full-scale attack mode on what it even means to be a man. 
Testosterone levels have dropped by 50% since the 1940s, and true masculinity is retreating into these pathetic spaces. Now, all this gender bending has men questioning who they are and how to fulfill their sacred roles in life as fathers, husbands, and community leaders. Warrior MBS is all about unlocking and unleashing these kinds of men. Go to warriormbs.com to check out the program and set up a live chat with Jeremy today. Again, that's warriormbs.com. Hi, folks. Joe Jaquin here from the Half Empty Cup of Joe Show. Are you worried about investing in the stock market, especially with Joe Biden in office? Do you really trust this economy? What if you can invest in a secure, collateralized portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed? A portfolio where you know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. Your interest is compounded daily. You're paid monthly, and there are no fees. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose. And get this, there's absolutely no loss of principle if you ever need your money back go to investyrefi.com that's invest the letter y r-e-f-y.com or call 888-YREFI-24 you can earn a fixed rate of return that's up to 10.25 percent just call 888-YREFI-24 or go to investyrefi.com and tell them joe sent you the views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. Welcome back to Just Informed Talk Radio. This is hour two of the Just Informed Talk Radio show, and we have a lot more to cover here. But to everybody who's just joining us, let me give you a little recap on where we're at. First, we talked about some big news stories happening across the board that uh, really matter. We got into that first, but then we started talking about this cell out cellular outage that took place yesterday, knocking out cell phones across the country and other services, uh, up to and including... Uh, this the uh, story that came out which talked about how <clears throat> even up pharmacies were affected across the United States with this widespread outage following what they believed was a cyber attack however uh, Nick as you know I've been trying to play this catastrophism series after we got an explanation from Ben Davidson of suspicious observers on his opinion as to how this uh, outage may be related to a uh, solar flare and then that kind of led us into this discussion of catastrophism and the magnetic pole reversal and i wanted to play uh some clips from his work which if you want his broader uh catastrophism series or other information he does great daily solar weather forecasting uh you can go to his youtube channel it's suspicious observers his name is ben davidson he is a uh, very well, uh, you know, read scientist who's been ex- ex- examining this stuff for quite 
uh, a number of years who I, I think his reporting has been very good and accurate. Um, we're going through, though, we're listening to this video that has an explanation for where the safe zones will be, what kind of an anomalies that we're seeing with animals as the, the poles continue to shift, which imagine when our poles shift, it actually weakens our magnetic uh, uh, you know, shield that keeps the solar radiation from penetrating through and destroying our atmosphere and, and our Earth, really. Uh, so as it flips, it seems as though there will be unintended consequences that we can't that we can only foresee if we make predictions, and that's what we're listening to. We we heard uh, the first part about animal anomalies, but now we're going to listen to. Uh, what to be prepared for if this were to happen and where in fact the safe zones on earth would be where when the sloshback tsunamis hit and all these other big uh, disasters hit where you're going to want to actually be Nick uh, before we play it what, what are your thoughts so far yes it's, it's something that I've I've studied myself and I've watched suspicious observer and I don't know who he's talking to, but he's right. I mean, I mean, there's a couple of things I feel like someone's given him some hints about. So if things did happen the way that Chan Thomas said happened in the past, the 90 degree shift and all that, um, the, um, there's going to be a whole bunch of seismic activity and other things like that. And uh, there's only going to be a couple of places, basically the Appalachian Mountains along the edge there, uh, high up at least, you know, uh, a few hundred feet up. And then, uh, you know, where you are in Colorado would basically, according to uh, some maps, be the only places that survive. And there will be the, the New Madrid fault line in the middle of the United States will open up um, like a can of sardines. And then the Great Lakes will fill that in. Um and and basically the wind will be the hardest part to get through. The wind will knock down a lot of stuff if the rotation happens quickly as as hypothesized. All right, well let's let's play a couple more minutes of this before our next break and uh we'll we'll let Ben keep going. I think he I I've watched this video a couple times uh, over the last couple of years. Uh, it's been up for a year or two. It's valuable information though with regard to how this is going to happen and what to prepare for. Let's listen. Storm and earthquake preparedness principles are appropriate for the scenario, but must be expanded to an extreme timeline. You need to have considerable food and water supplies as the power and most of civilization aren't coming back after the big one from the sun. You need to have seeds and pre-industrial tools to start again. Self-defense tools and those for shelter are needed, as well as clothes for various climates as those will continue to shift more extremely. Have a plan for bugging in and bugging out. Just know that your castle is the best place to defend if you can. In a big city, presume you can't. Don't be in shell shock when something happens. Do a practice run. The hail is going to continue to break records. This year it's already smashed through roofs numerous times. Simple underground options are good temporary shelters from cryometeors as they don't penetrate far into the ground like a space meteor strike would. The lightning records will continue and the metal, water, and crystal underground are going to react along with the silica-rich magma as the global electric circuit and high-energy cosmic rays continue to push the ceiling of the charts. A good rule of thumb when it comes to saving something is will you be able to use it 
10 years after the disaster. Now, that's not to say that all electronics should be forgotten or you shouldn't try to save anything. Batteries, some small devices, they may be very valuable in the intermediate aftermath, at least for a while. You just have to remember that those things are temporary the moment we've gone back to nature. The biggest of solar events may overcome a Faraday cage protection anyway. You need to be putting much more effort towards something between Bronze Age and Wagon Time survival. Now, that was a lot of preparation points crammed into a word hurricane, but the flotation must be singled out. Honestly, if not for the invasion of the seas, this wouldn't be such a terrible situation. But this is the single, overarching aspect to the disaster, as described by religions, mythology, tons of researchers over the last several decades to centuries, with nearly all of the list attributing the event to a turning over of the Earth. One name on that list is more important than the others, and that's Major White. Maynard E. White, commander of Project Nanook, discovered the magnetic pole, discovered its motion, and the cycles of disaster and great flooding, and tropical and polar fossils alternating in 12,000-year layers of sediment. The documents he took from the Pentagon meetings could only be shared after his passing by his son, Ken White, in the great book. Right now, let's go over the tilt supported by White, Einstein, Cuvier, Deluc, Velikovsky, many who aren't on this list, myself, and Chan Thomas's new poll positions, even if not his description of the wave. His wave from the West, which vote would support, is not going to give you alternating fossil layers and doesn't change the polar position or tilt the Earth. When Greenland does tilt to the equator, bringing the new equator to right about here. On the other side of the world, it will be East Antarctica tilting up to the equator, putting that right about here. Now here is something critical to understand about these processes. They have an axis. It controls which waves go which ways in the turning, and the best way to look at this is with a rectangular projection of the Earth. You get the weird size projection effects at the poles, but the tilting allows you to see how some go down and the other side of the world goes up. This is the image from the community post this last week with the new equator after the tilt. And now a so for reference, the new equator is running, as I said before, basically through the North Pole and Antarctica. So basically imagine the Earth tilting 90 degrees, like we said, and that the new equator is running in, an, in a, uh, the north-south equator. The, the, the equator would essentially switch to north-south instead of east-west. That would be a good way for us to understand it here. But... Listen, we have much more. I want to I want to finish this video, Nick. It's only a few more minutes. It's a longer video, but it's only like three minutes, and I think it's going to be worth listening to because he does go through the safe zones and the sloshback tsunamis and the tectonic shifts, which I think we should all just be aware of. It's not like you should go out and panic, but as I always say, don't panic, prepare. If it's even a 1% possibility, it's worth taking a listen to. We're going to talk about it and much more when we come back. You're listening to Just Informed Talk Radio. I am free because I know that I alone am morally responsible for everything I do. I am free no matter what rules surround me. If I find them tolerable, I tolerate them. If I find them too obnoxious, I break them. 
I am free because I know that I alone am morally responsible for everything that I do. Robert A. Heinlein. Get ready to embark on an extraordinary journey with Kelvin Crosby, better known as the Deaf Blind Potter, and his over 15 million followers right here on KHNC every Monday at 5 o'clock p.m. Kelvin will motivate you and show you how to live beyond life's challenges right here on AM 1360. Forum Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James with Nick No. And Nick, I want to play the rest of this video uh, that, that we'll listen to, and then we'll get into some other things. Uh, is there anything you want to throw in before we get there? I'd just like to say that, it, as you said before, it's really important to prepare. I've already got my family's water and food set aside and um, extra cash as we talked about before cash on hand a few thousand dollars in cash low denomination so that way you could use it for trading and barter if you have to you know i've got silver too which uh, i could always use too um you know the silver um uh one ounce silver coins and things like that but and also ammunition i'd like to remind everybody that it's weird but it's correlated to this time as you know, based upon what we're talking about, I just saw that the military bought up a whole bunch of ammunition, and is and it's probably going to cause a shortage. And then on top of that, don't don't forget that um, there's already going to be a shortage anyway because we don't have as much gunpowder. So if you are interested in making sure you have extra ammunition, I would do it now. Yeah, prepare. Don't panic. Prepare. That's the point. Uh, a couple texters texting in. Uh, our friend Sandra texted in and said, useful information and truthful perspectives regarding Catherine Herridge and the unconstitutional assault on seizing her intellectual property regarding Alexander Smirnoff, the truth seeker whistleblower of the Biden selling out family crime family. I've been praying without ceasing Catherine Herridge and her family uh, are all right. Thank you, Sandra. We appreciate that. Good points and observation. Um, they also contribute, uh, let's see, P.S. Remember Eric Holder and Barry Satoro hacking into Cheryl Atkinson's computer. Yes, uh, good point. Great observations. We appreciate that. Also, we have somebody from the 719, interesting number I haven't seen before, saying, great show, but for a safe zone, what about the super volcanoes like Yellowstone? The kill radius is southern Colorado. Well, that's interesting, and, there, and if you want more information, go to Ben Davidson's uh, YouTube page, Suspicious Observers. Watch his whole series on catastrophism because he does cover supervolcanoes and tectonic shifts. This is just one um, explanation for if there was a pole shift and there was tectonic shift and there was these kind of sloshback tsunamis where the safe zones would be and what the, the new world would look like. It, is, it does not it is not all encompassing. This is just one of many videos in a series of multiple series that he does in depth with scientific articles backing up all of his research. So I really want to make sure that everybody knows this is not 
everything here, but I'm giving you a thread to start pulling on. If you want to go down this rabbit hole, it is quite a rabbit hole to jump down. Let's listen to the rest of this video though. Key thing to notice is where it intersects the old equator, the wave line. These points are the axis of the turn. They don't change latitude, they simply rotate, turning 90 degrees. And those points can be found here, with a rotation of tilt shown by the arrows. If you wrap this rectangle back around a sphere, you would find those circles with arrows on exact opposite sides of the world. And this is how we can look around today and know where the initial tidal surge will be and where the sloshback tsunamis will be as well. In general, in the central Atlantic, water will seem to push north as the crust is tilting south into it, while the waters will seem to be heading south at first on the other side of the world as the land is tracking and pushing into it. The worst part is the initial surge against inertia, but after the tilting stops, the exact opposite direction sloshback will occur. So here, I've got blue arrows for the initial tidal surge of the tilt, northward in the western world and southward in the east. And the so to be clear, it, it, you, you'll need to watch the video to see exactly the graphic that he has here. But essentially, the way I would describe it, because we're on radio here, is you have a major initial tidal waves that would be pushing into the southern, southeastern portions of the United States. And I'm only going to describe the United States for, for what, what it's worth. And that, that then, once that inertia it recedes, there's a, an equal and opposite, because we know physics is a reality, that an equal and opposite called sloshback tsunami that then would be coming from the northwest of of the United States right now that would be hitting in the the northwest west around Washington and Oregon and that would be coming back across the United States and it would be stopped by the Rocky Mountains so the initial tidal wave coming in from the southeast basically over florida and and the southeast united states it would basically crest or hit up to the foothills of the rocky mountains which is where we're at here in the front range of colorado and then it would recede and as it recedes a sloshback tsunami would hit on the opposite side of the country coming in from the washington oregon area that would be basically hit the it would basically stop at short of the western slope of the rocky mountains so that's that's what he's showing on the map and then the map actually has all the different tsunamis across the world so if you're interested in that go check it out the red arrows show the places where the sloshback tsunamis could be very bad for populated areas. Maybe those elephants know more than we think, especially since they would be fleeing not only the sloshback of the Indian Ocean, but the new freezing pole position near the Bay of Bengal and Sumatra. Are the animals prepping? Are you? I'll see you in the morning. Be safe, everyone. So then it, the video actually goes on to have a long... Um basically like a, a slideshow where it shows all these different graphics. It gives reference to scientific articles studying this. It also has a, a final map that has these uh, safe zones that you should be looking at in the United States. So let me just describe this for everybody listening. The initial, as I said before, the initial tsunami, the tide tsunamis will come in on the southeast up from the Gulf of Mexico and the Atlantic. 
They will uh, survive. People who will survive is what he calls the new valley of the sun. It's the lowest risk for tsunami. It will continue to have manageable temperatures even once the pole shifts because we will be at a relatively the same parallel even with the new orientation of the poles. So we'll have relatively similar climate to what we have now. There will be uh, many caves and mines for us to hide out in here in the the front range of the Rockies. And uh, on top of that, you're going to want to avoid major population centers like Denver or even Fort Collins uh, because the more people you have, the more competition for resources you have, and the more crime and, and panic that you will see initially, especially when those who aren't prepared realize that they have to uh, get what they need to survive, which is when those who have prepared become a target. So make sure you're, you're uh, advancing your prep work. Uh, as far as preparations go, I know one channel I do enjoy watching for uh, information on prepping is a channel on YouTube called Canadian Prepper. Uh, he does great work at explaining how to prepare. You know, one of the great preparations if you are near a major metropolitan area is becoming a gray man. A gray man essentially is uh, a little bit of a different type of prepper. It's somebody who understands how to blend in. It's somebody who understands how to uh, make their preps without making it obvious to others that they are are prepping and somebody who understands that once the the resources become finite and limited because of disaster and this applies to everything not just this uh global catastrophism stuff it applies to any kind of disaster nuclear disaster cyber attack etc uh you're going to want to if you're near one of those major metropolitan areas like we are here in the front range to denver and other places you're going to want to be a gray man prepper where you're making your preps and preparations so that you are uh kind of a, a, a you can blend in with everyone you don't look or stand out at all um nick so that that's basically what i have so far today i know we had other stuff we want to get into but but i want to get your thoughts on what we just went through and and any other thing you want to contribute to this because uh talking about prepping talking about catastrophism and and other things that are happening is i know you you have a lot you can contribute there as well just informationally Yes, this, um, you know, I, I actually got a seed company that I'd like to get on here to talk about um, their products here sometime soon, and uh, we'll talk about that offline. But, um, you know, with this, if this really does happen the way that Chan Thomas and the other government officials expect it to, um, just make sure that you prepare for yourself. You know, don't don't panic, but do prepare and take it seriously because the government takes it seriously, and they're not going to come out to help you. Their plan is to wait underground until things settle down, which means uh, death, destruction, chaos is over, and then they come out. So make sure that you can make it to that point. Absolutely. I think that's that's a valuable, valuable a uh, piece of information. So now let's get into the other story. So today is Tinfoil Friday. I, I would like to think that that subject matter we just covered would be consistent with Tinfoil Friday because it is information that is esoteric and that the government doesn't seem to want us to focus on. Now, of course, I, we all understand why. Most people who don't have a strong grasp on, you know, uh, being centered in, in the you know, reality, if they hear that, some people could hear that and think it's time to panic. And, and you can't do that. You have to have the attitude that uh, pre- preparation is what is going to make the difference between survival and uh, not surviving in the event of any emergency, whether it's something of this scale, which is huge and global, or if it's something uh, smaller that's on a more local, uh, uh, you know, stage. 
However, I want to talk about this story because we were going to talk about this. We talked about it before. Uh, we have... Where am I not finding it? Okay, here's the story, Nick. Odysseus touches down, taking the U.S. back to the moon for the first time since 1972. Now, one of the things I noticed initially is that the footage is so crazy and different than what we saw in the 1960s that that's a, a whole other story in and of itself. But uh, according to reports... The lander, which was built by Intuitive Machines, touched down on the lunar surface at around 6.23 p.m. Eastern Time yesterday, overcoming a late-stage glitch with uh, its onboard laser instruments. The probe is now the first American spacecraft on the moon since the Apollo 17 mission in 1972. Nova Sea Lander, also known as Odysseus, was launched atop a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket and spent six days in a 620,000-mile journey to the Earth's satellite, the Moon. The landing time had to be adjusted several times Thursday as in intuitive machines corrected the spacecraft's orbit around the Moon. Odysseus is carrying a mix of commercial cargo and NASA science instruments on its journey. The lander is expected to spend about a week collecting data on the moon before lunar night sets in and the probe loses its power now what we know obviously is that uh, for anybody who was paying attention to the sky last night and this morning we had a full moon which means the entire surface of the moon is now lit which is why they timed this landing for what they say they did so that the instruments on this uh, lander could be working via solar power and they only have a few days before it goes back to dark, and then they'll, I guess, they'll have to wait till the next full moon, and they'll just continue the mission. But uh, Nick, I watched videos today online, and, and everything's available at my social media, X or Twitter, at Just Informed the number one, at Just Informed the number one. I post all of this, including the videos from YouTube that we listen to from Ben Davidson and access to his channel, and I've posted these images from. The craziest thing, Nick, is watching comparisons between what uh, images we were told came from the moon in the 1960s and 70s compared to the images that we are seeing now from this lunar lander. It's like, how did they have better <laughs> video quality in the 1960s and 70s than they do today, Nick? I, I'm not sure I understand that one. But this goes into the theories surrounding the legitimacy of our previous moon missions Nick, I want you to take over a bit because I know that you had some information you wanted to share, and we're coming up on a break in a couple minutes, but I want to start with you here, and then we'll just go deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole on this tinfoil Friday with this topic. So, Nick, uh, why don't you take it away as far as wherever you want to start with this? Sure. Thanks, Craig. So the moon is a very curious thing. It's, um, you know, the moon doesn't really fit the mold for what a moon would be for any other example that we're aware of in our solar system and uh, you know based upon uh, the idea of, of how our solar system formed it doesn't really all add up very much it doesn't add up at all so that's that and um, you know it's the moon itself is uh, far enough away that it's away outside of the Van Allen belt and the Van Allen belt is uh, what's protecting us from radiation and there are many instances of NASA employees, or actually even an astronauts, that are in, you know, orbit at the time, saying that you know we are, are soon to be able to go outside of the Van Allen belt. We've even got the uh, 
former astronaut that was on the Apollo mission that went to the moon, the first one, Buzz Aldrin, you know, he said to a girl that asked him, she said, why haven't we been back to the moon? And he said, well, that's a very good question, you know, and then he went on to say that we've never been there. And, um, you know, I think that we might have had a parallel secret space program, but the ones as public facing certainly has not. Absolutely. We're going to dive deeper into it. And I, uh, I have some stuff I want to share, too, uh, with regard to all of this. But I'll tell you what, guys, everybody's going to want to stay tuned because there is a lot more to come down the pipeline here on Tinfoil Friday. Uh, stick around. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Tammy Cuthbert Garcia with Naturally Inspired Radio. Tune in Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. for the latest in natural health news. Get real solutions for healthy living and hear from our inspiring guests that are leading the way in health and freedom. Hi, this is Craig James from Just Informed Talk Radio, and I'm here to tell you about my kind CBD products. I have been using these products myself, and I can tell you this is the highest quality CBD product I've ever used in my life. My kind CBD products are 100% THC free, locally sourced from Colorado hemp farmers, and they're organic. And if you want, you can give them a shot today by going to 1360KHNC.com slash shop. And when you do, make sure you try out everything from the sunscreen, to the lotion, to the salve, to the retinol cream, to the tinctures, to the cocoa, to the coffee, to the tea, everything in between. And make sure you try out the pet products as well. They have pet shampoo and pet tincture. You're not going to be disappointed. These products are white labeled and sold in high-end stores and boutique salons for two, three, and four times the price you're going to be paying at 1360KHNC.com shop straight from the manufacturer. So go there and buy your products today. And I know you're going to become a repeat customer just like me. 9-11, the Podesta emails, Epstein Island, Hunter's laptop, the 2020 stolen election. What truths are they hiding? Find out this and more on Just Informed Talk Radio, weekdays from 7 to 9 a.m. Just Form Talk Radio with your hosts, Craig James and Nick No and, and Nick, you know, we're talking about the, the lunar landers that took place in the 1960s um, and 70s. You know, we went to the moon, and that's obvious to anybody who's, you know, been listening to the history books and their history teachers, and, and a lot of people actually lived through it. But just some strange things, Nick, that I wanted to point out is just related to the, the moon in general. Now, I know that there are, you know, some interesting uh, topics here that I want to talk about, but let's post, let's listen to a few things. First off, Nick, I want to play this video, right? What we were talking about today is that Odysseus, the lunar lander, which we sent up not too long ago on a SpaceX rocket, landed on the moon and has touched down successfully and now they're telling us that it's the first time we've been back to the moon since the 1970s and one thing that i thought was very interesting nick is 
this. Uh, the problem is we don't have the technology to do that anymore. We used to, but we uh, destroyed that technology, and uh, it's a painful process to build it back again. It was all recorded on these telemetry tapes. So where is this hard evidence? I haven't uh, seen anything that indicates the telemetry data is even in existence. And as I said, even if we had it, we don't have the machines to play it back. That's Gene Kranz from the Apollo 11. But your, you, your own research has shown the telemetry data is missing. That's, that's right. Could this be true? Mankind's first interplanetary exploration and the original science data is missing? Yeah, the official story, I guess, Nick, is that the official temp telemetry data from the original Apollo mission is not only is it is it missing, but it was now it was alleged that that data was taken from some storage warehouse at NASA and thrown into a dumpster and has never been found since. So, I mean, that is just a strange anomaly from the first moon landings where you have this you know, uh, interesting set of circumstances that literally uh, seems to lend itself to this idea that there is no uh, ability for us to go back, right? That's what scientists have been saying for a long time. Like, people would ask, why aren't we going back to the moon with manned missions? And to which they always reply, well, we don't have the technology anymore because we destroyed it and it's very hard to rebuild. That's an interesting answer coming from NASA that told us they went to the moon how many times during the 60s and 70s? I think there were at least a half dozen or more moon missions there. So, Nick, what, what, what are your thoughts on that? And I know you're, you're trying to send me information, but, Nick, I, I really got to be honest, bro. When you send it to me on, on Twitter, it just doesn't come through. So uh, I can't play videos that I don't have. That's wild. Okay. Um, yeah, so, yes, that's that's right. There's That's really strange. But, you know, it's also very strange is that uh, whenever you look at the – the footage from the Nixon Presidential Library, you can look up when he made a phone call to the moon. Okay, there's so he makes a phone call to the moon to talk to the astronauts, and uh, somehow there's no lag between the phone, which is probably not compatible with the radio uh, that's uh, really unique unless they spent time doing that, and there's no lag. But then this is the best part. If you watch the footage before they start rolling the cameras, which is still there, you know, the B-roll before the, that filming, you can see in the background there is a picture of the Earth on the moon. The same little blue marble one that they, that they uh, you know, gave us after the fact and, and, have, and have shown us that they already – Nixon already had a picture from being on the moon of the Earth in his background in his office you can see it it's as clear as day i mean yeah i don't know was that a satellite picture i don't know but um i, I mean here's the thing with the moon stuff you know we got people texting and i think this is an animating subject for some uh first off we had somebody from the 505 text in to say that they they stack precious metals mostly lead in copper or nickel set in brass which is interesting. I think precious metals will be valuable, including gold and silver. And if you want your gold and silver, go to shop.allamericangold.com. Uh, you can go check out the Patriot Trading Group. They got all the precious metals for the best prices available. So I don't know. Go check them out. Just because we're talking about precious metals, I thought I'd mention that since 
that's a great great resource for uh, if you want to get that stuff. So uh, go check that out. But you know, definitely stock up on precious metals. Not not because the, the, primarily not just because there's going to be possibly some catastro- catastrophic Earth. Uh, magnetic field flipping, but it's just probably good practice in general, right, Nick? Um, Uh Yeah. So, also, we had somebody text in. Now, this is an interesting one, okay? I'm I'm trying to understand this. Maybe my brain is not um, big enough to to understand this one. They say, how can you possibly make such claims and invoke Newtonian physics in the same sentence? Not sure I understand. Maybe that just went right over my head. I I, I make no claims as to, that I'm some sort of, uh, you know, s- space scientist, rocket scientist. Uh, I'm just giving you information as I see it and letting you decide for yourself. If you ch- want to challenge that in more specific detail, I don't even know what claim they're referring to, Nick. They say, how can you make such claims and invoke Newtonian physics? I don't know what claims exactly you're, you're specifically referring to. However... Uh, if you'd like to elaborate, please feel free to text uh, a, an elaboration on that so that maybe we can understand it better. Because obviously, this this person is uh, of a higher intellect than than myself, so we need to we need to get to the bottom of that. Um, and another person texted from the five hundred five and said, "Waiting underground may be disastrous as tectonic shifts occur. If they occur, might be an interesting unexpected development." Yeah, I mean that's. Primarily, uh, another reason why they say it's it's safer where we're at in the front range in the Rockies is because we don't lie, we don't really sit on any fault lines, and uh, the the we're sitting on a plate that should be relatively stable in uh, the event that something like this were to occur. Uh, and then if you go further up into the mountains, you can um, you know basically find tunnels and and hole and uh, you know mine shafts and other things that would be. Uh, sufficient for you to actually uh, be in now Nick I still haven't gotten anything from you on on the videos but if you want to keep going uh, we can take this a few different directions uh, in, in, what do you think well it's, it's crazy I, I just sent over the uh, the link to your regular cell phone you can see it there I have you mentioned I just all it was was a mention I can't send you directly direct messages because I'm not verified yet but uh I uh, just sent one over to you, and I'm going to send another one here in a second. All right. Well, we're just going to do this all in live air because that's that's the kind of professional show we are. We do it all by the seat of our pants on the fly. We try to keep you guys informed. But, you know, we do have these weird technology glitches that seem to happen time and time again anytime we want mm-hmm. to share information. Uh, not saying that there's anything more to that than what meets the eye, but I'll play the clip you just sent because uh, I was able to send that. Hopefully it comes through on the email here real quick. I, I apologize to everybody out there listening. We we will promise to be more prepared in the future given that uh, it is something that we really uh, want to be for you guys. But here, I'm going to play this clip, Nick, since I'm actually able to pull it up now. Uh, let's play it. Okay. Zoe, favorite. What is your favorite thing about space? Going there. Going there. That's Buzz Why Aldrin. Why has nobody been to the moon in such a long time? <laughs> That's not uh, an eight-year-old's question. <laughs> That's my question. I want to know, but I think I know. Because we didn't. 
go there and and that's the way it happened and and if it didn't happen it's nice to know why it didn't happen so in the future if we want to keep doing something we need to know why something stopped in the past that we wanted to keep it going okay so that for, for anybody who's like trying to what's happening there a little girl asked Buzz Aldrin why we haven't gone back to the moon since the original missions and he responds essentially we didn't go there in the first place and we should ask questions as to why we didn't go to understand that that's a strange uh, like what an odd thing to say right uh, we're going to get to much more we're going to get prepared over the break stay tuned you're listening to Justin Forum Talk Radio we'll be back Mountain High Floors has been Northern Colorado and Southern Wyoming's floor experts for over 30 years. Whether you need new hardwood, sand and finish, laminates, or tile and stone, Mountain High Floors will give you the unsurpassed quality and service you deserve. We do residential, commercial, and custom work. Call 970-545-2844, mention KHNC, and get a 10% discount up to $200. Again, that's 970-545-2844. Oh, and again. You've probably been hearing me talk about Y-Refi for a while now. Y-Refi has been getting a ton of phone calls, and I want to thank you for supporting and investing in something that actually helps people. A lot of people are talking about this investment, so I'd like to review the basics with you. First off, yes, it's true. You can earn up to 10.25% fixed rate of return. That's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose, and there are absolutely no fees. There is no attack on principle if you ever need your money back and your monthly statements will have no surprises. If you're not sure if you can trust this economy, this secure collateralized portfolio may be a good option for you. Just go to investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com or call them at 888-Y-REFI-24. That's 888-Y-REFI-24. Tell them Joe sent you. Hi folks, this is Pastor Bruce Miller with the Foothills Baptist Church family. Join us Sunday afternoons from 3 to 4 for the Foothills Baptist Gospel Hour. That's Sunday afternoons, 3 to 4, here on 1360 AM. You can run on for a long time. Run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Go tell that long. Welcome back to Just Informed Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James, with Nick No. And, you know, we are really working hard here behind the scenes to get these uh, clips up. We should have had this prepared before. I'm going to go ahead and put my hand up and take the full blame for that. So uh, you can go ahead and blame me if you want to text in angrily at me for being uh, a little bit unprepared today. But you got to understand when you put together a show, you have a, a number of different factors to account for, including other uh, outside technologies and other people who are supposed to send things who may or may not be sending them. <laughs> I don't know who. I, I don't want to name any names here. But... Um, 
let's just go ahead and keep going. I mean, I have other news stories since uh, it seems as though we, we kind of dropped the ball on that one. Uh, apologies to the audience out there. Um, let's see. What else do we got here? Representative Dan Goldman calling on DOJ to investigate whether Grassley, Jordan, and Comer knew that the indicted FBI informant was, quote, spreading Russian disinformation. Uh, Comer is responding, and uh, this is an interesting back and forth here. Uh, This representative Democrat from New York, Dan Goldman, is saying that the uh, Biden Justice Department should investigate whether Republican Senator Chuck Grassley and GOP representatives James Comer and Jim Jordan knew that the FBI indicted uh, an, uh, the, or that the FBI informant involved in, in sharing the, the Hunter Biden information was, quote unquote, spreading Russian disinformation and whether they knew about that when they spread that information. Um, it's a fascinating exchange here. Essentially, what happened was this uh, Alexander Smirnov was the FBI's confidential source who has been indicted last week by um, the Hunter Biden special counsel, David Weiss, on one count each of making false statement to the FBI and creating a false and fictitious record. Now, what's fascinating about this story is simply that the media is taking this and saying, look, we have evidence that Hunter, that, that it's all a big Russian operation. Where have I heard that before? Uh, so ignore the photos and videos of him smoking crack and, you know, the emails where he's, you know, talking about doing a pay-for-play bribe scheme with his father. Uh, this guy lied to the FBI a couple times. Therefore, discount all that evidence immediately and uh, just just ignore it in its entirety. And uh, that's that story. So it's hard for me to do uh, several things at once here, pulling up clips, covering stories and news, but I'll try my best. Uh, Nick, why don't you take over for a second while I get this uh, next clip up? Sure. So, you know, uh, talking about the moon landing, too, um, you know, everybody remembers one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind, you know, and – and you know, I'm not sure exactly how the the camera got positioned there to film him uh, stepping on the surface for the first time. You know, is, is that some sort of uh, thing that popped off to the side that would have a camera there, or what was that? You know, and then uh, there are plenty of images that they used from the Apollo mission uh, from going to the moon where uh, it just doesn't make sense. The crosshairs that are used in the photos so that you could have a frame of reference for distance and, and uh, measurement, they they go behind uh, objects sometimes so that they uh, they didn't adjust the, the image right when they were trying to make it seem like they're at the moon. And then, of course, you always got the Stanley Kubrick explanation for going to the moon where he put some hidden information about it in, in uh, The Shining through symbology explaining that he faked the moon landing. You know, there's all kinds of very interesting anomalies. Yeah, I mean, fascinating enough, you know, when we you live here, we live here out in the Front Range, Colorado. We're only uh, from the Front Range about an hour or so away from where that, f- that movie was filmed, actually, up in Estes Park, Colorado, at the Standard Hotel, I think it's called. 
is it the Standard Hotel? I'm trying to think of the name. It's it's escaping me right now. But the hotel is very famous. It's up there in Estes Park. I was actually just there not more than a, a maybe a, a month or two ago. Uh, checking it out, and uh, it is a fascinating story. Maybe one day we'll, we'll actually be fully prepared to dive into this stuff and uh, give you a full rundown. So I really do uh, apologize that we weren't fully prepared for today's episode. That's uh, on me. But uh, we're going to go ahead and play a clip of Balls, Buzz Aldrin trying to tell us the truth about, again, about what happened on the moon. Let's talk about this, because this is fascinating. I remember very clearly, I think anybody who was alive at the time does, I remember my parents waking me up, and we went down and we watched you guys land on the moon. No, which you was, didn't. No, you didn't. What? Because uh, uh, there wasn't any television. There wasn't anybody taking a picture. You watched animation. So you associated what you saw with... I have very hazy memories. Yeah, okay? so, that's a legal name, Pat. Let's yeah. talk about this, because this is fascinating. I remember wow. very clearly, I think anybody okay. who was alive at the time... I mean, it, it, maybe he's joking, maybe he's not, but there's definitely something there. Um, <laughs> somebody of the 505 uh, was talking about um, that they were joking about precious metal. I, I don't think that's a that's not funny. You shouldn't joke about that. You should definitely uh, stack up your precious metals. I don't know about lead and copper and nickel and brass. I don't know. That's a joke. Obviously, it went over my head, so apologies for that. It's the Stanley Hotel. Thank you. Thank you to the, to our audience for helping us write the ship today. It's been uh, one of those episodes where uh, there was a portion of it that wasn't prepared fully, and, and we've made it through. Uh, however, we had to, kicking and screaming along the way. Uh, I guess final thoughts, Nick, on, on the moon landing. Uh, well, you know... You got you got astronauts that were very excited. They had a press conference before they left. You know, they were all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed when they all came back. They were quiet, closed off. They had frowns on their faces, and they didn't want to. They weren't really that talkative to the media. You'd think if you just accomplished the greatest accomplishment that humanity has ever achieved, that you'd be interested in talking to people about it and maybe even excited. That didn't happen. And then they lose the telemetry data. Then, you know, we can't go back to the moon again. Are you kidding me? It's basically tinfoil. You know, if you look at the the lander, the, the rover and the moon lander and all that stuff and the, the original, um, it's basically tinfoil. You know, this stuff isn't even that strong. And then, of course, you've got, if you go look at the old um, suits, they had zippers and things like that to seal them, not some sort of hermetically sealing thing where, you know, you need to be pressurized so that you don't explode in space well that's a lot of anomalies and maybe uh we'll put them all together for you guys in a, in a more comprehensive show in the future but thanks for sticking with us folks we really appreciate it and stay tuned because we're going to leave you with a little bit of hope and encouragement do our scripture reading and uh send you off into the weekend with some positive encouragement stay tuned you're listening to just informed talk radio hello everybody in northern colorado you're all looking good. I knew you would. <laughs> Keep listening to AM 1360, the roar of the Rockies, the best station ever. You are listening to KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. The Rockies.
Hey folks, The Rev here. Urban Survival is more than just a well-stocked pantry. It's preparations for contingencies that separate winners from losers. Be sure to attend the Longmont Survival Expo, March 2nd and 3rd at the Boulder County Fairground. It's Northern Colorado's premier event featuring thousands of survival products and subject matter experts. The event will be held in the Exhibit Building at 9595 Nelson Road, Longmont, Colorado. Phone number 970-581-5231. Welcome back to Just Form Talk Radio with your hosts, Craig James and Nick No. And Nick, you know, we have our God's Grace is Greater segment that we do at the end of every show. We leave you guys with some scripture, positive and hopeful encouragement and discernment through uh, the word of God. But before we do that, we always give you your final thoughts here, Nick. What's your final thought for the day to everybody listening? Uh, my final thought is don't let Craig fool you. I goofed today. That was, that was my fault that the content wasn't readily available. And also... Keep your head up and, you know, keep working hard as your call, or as our callers before have called in to Congress people to let them know how they feel about certain issues. You know, you have to take initiative and take control as best you can and, and do your part to help us get through this silent war between the deep state and freedom fighters here. And, you know, you know, in the end, it might seem like we're we're not. Uh, making any progress or it's really slow but uh, remember in the end that god wins amen brother and and i do appreciate you saying that but uh you know it's a team effort here so there's no i in team uh we're gonna go ahead and finish with some scripture psalm 50 god as judge i love this psalm it really does speak to an important aspect of our lives And I'll read it, and then we'll talk about it. It says, Yahweh, the God of God, speaks. He summons the earth from east to west, from Zion, the perfection of beauty. God appears in radiance. Our God is coming. He will not be silent. Devouring fire precedes him, and a storm rages around him on high. He summons heaven and earth in order to judge his people. Gather my faithful ones to me, those who made a covenant with me by sacrifice. The heavens proclaim his righteousness, for God is the judge. Listen, my people, and I will speak. I will testify against you, Israel. I am God, your God. I do not rebuke you for your sacrifices or for your burnt offerings, which are continually before me. I will not accept a bull from your household or male goats from your pens, for every animal in the forest is mine. The cattle on a thousand hills, I know every bird of the mountains, the creatures of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world and Everything in it is mine. I do not eat flesh of the bulls or drink the blood of goats. Sacrifice a thank offering to God and pay your vows to the Most High. Call on me in the day of trouble and I will rescue you and you will honor me. 
But God says to the wicked, what right do you have to recite my statutes and to take my covenant on your lips? You hate instruction and turn your back on my words. When you see a thief, you make friends with him and you associate with adulterers. You unleash your mouth for evil and harness your tongue for deceit. You sit maligning your brother, slandering your mother's son. You have done these things and I kept silent. You thought I was just like you, but I will rebuke you and lay out the case before you. Understand this. You forget you who forget God, or I will tear you apart, and there will be no one to rescue you. Whoever sacrifices a thank offering honors me, and whoever orders his conduct, I will show him the salvation of God. And I think those words are, are prescient, timeless, and, and that we can use them today. And, and what I take away from this in context, especially to what we talked about today, is that in this psalm we see that God and everything in this earth is his. Everything, all the creatures, we are his, this creation is his, and whatever happens will be according to his plan, whether it's uh, a, a polar shift or a cyber attack or any of this other stuff that we cannot truly have any control over. So your best defense is to put your faith and trust in the Lord and know that on the day of trouble, when you call out to his name, he will be there to save us. And that's how you will be able to overcome all of this. So that's my message to you. If you haven't accepted Jesus as your Savior, do it now. Open your heart, repent of your sin, and accept him as Lord and watch him do great things for you. But that's where we're going to leave it. I want to say thank you to everybody sticking with us here on Just Informed Talk Radio. We'll be back Monday, God willing. Until then, thanks to Nick No. Stay tuned. More great programming ahead. That's it for me. This is Just Informed Talk Radio. Godspeed and God bless each and every one of you patriots. Just